0: Welcome to Papa's House Church, Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube and Facebook. Why don't we just take a moment to pray? Father, we thank You so much for this wonderful day that You have given to us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that You will speak to us. Reveal your heart to us. We want to know the truth that is hidden in the Bible. So Father come influence us this morning. We thank you in Jesus mighty name. Amen. So we are actually continuing the series called the I Am. The I Am series and we are on the fifth week what Jesus said about I Am. And he said seven I Am's throughout the Bible um uh, in, in in his lifetime and in the book of John it records all the seven I am so we were meditating on the fifth I am we meditated the first four ayams I, I am the bread of life I am the light of the world I am the door in some translation it says I am the gate and I am the good shepherd and this week we're going to be meditating on the fifth I am I am the resurrection and life and it's a beautiful passage from John chapter 11 from verse 25 and 26. I'm reading from the expanded version. It goes like this. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe, the one who believes in me will have life even if they die. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? It's an amazing story. We all know of Lazarus. raised from death to life and this is a conversation a dialogue between Jesus and Lazarus' sister Martha and the history says the sisters were well-to-do sisters they were financially wealthy and they helped fund Jesus's ministry and Lazarus was one of the little brothers and he became like a, a pet Uh, for Jesus. He was uh, very close to his heart. And uh, so that's why if you look at this entire chapter of chapter 11, Jesus knew that he was going to raise him up, but he could understand the human feelings and he even cried in the front of uh, Lazarus' tomb. And this is what it means when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life. What does that mean when he said, I am the resurrection and life? It means in him there is life, there is no other name other than the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, there is salvation given in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that can be given among people which must be saved. And the amplified version adds this extra phrase, God has provided the world no alternative for salvation. So we're going to be meditating on the very phrase of resurrection and the life. And I want you to take notes because it's so beautiful because I've written down seven important uh, principles we can learn from this uh, phrase of I am the resurrected life. Let me say this before we get into this uh, uh, study. The resurrected life of Jesus is the spirit of the Father. The resurrected life of Jesus is the spirit of our Father. And we all know this. We are a children to our Father, we are his bride to our Jesus, and we are his temple to our Holy Spirit. We are a children to our Father, bride to Jesus, our bridegroom, and temple to the Holy Spirit. And Jesus demonstrated the heart of the Father. And Holy Spirit continued the ministry of Jesus. So when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life, this is what it means. And I have written down seven things, it's going to go quick, but I want you to ponder these verses because it has got so much uh, profound truth inside of it. And I want you to, not just information here, but it goes down in your heart so that you will know that this truth will set us free to walk in greater abundance of God's glory. The first one, the resurrected life of Jesus in us helps us to overcome fear. Did you know fear is the number one crippling thing in the body of Christ? Romans 8.15 says, "Do For you do not receive the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. First Timothy 5.20 says, For God has not given us The spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Do you know the first word in the gospel was the voice of an angel? And do you know what was the voice of the angel? Fear not. It's in Luke 1.13. And do you know the last word of Jesus before he left earth to heaven? It's fear not. Matthew 28.10. Fear is normal. It can be real, but we are not called to walk our life based on fear, but based on faith. If you read John 11, the entire chapter is about asking Martha and Mary to trust in the Messiah, to put faith in the Messiah. They understand it theologically, they understand it doctrinally. I am the resurrection. Even Martha says, Yes, I know resurrection happens. But Jesus says, Do you believe this? I am the resurrection. When you believe me, you're going to live. So, Jesus is inviting. There's a constant friction you're among the disciples. There are so many bombarded with questions, and they are wondering if this guy is really true who he is. So, Jesus is inviting them to this greater walk of faith. And there are three areas. Fear affects us, fear upsets the mental process. What happens? It starts with worry in mind. Worry is a negative form of meditation. Number two, fear upsets the physical body. Your acidity creates, you know, people who are scared, they create, I mean, doctors, you know what I'm talking about. There's something called peptic um, halcer it creates I and mean, it's because of fear. Fear cripples people physically. Fear sets us back in our spiritual journey. You know, it doesn't advance us. We are, We are not attaining the original design. Instead, we are just crippled and we don't move forward and we are moving backwards because of the fear and the three questions i want you to ask today before we even uh, you know go to the next part of our after service whatever you do ask yourself this question what are we praying you know are we praying based on fear or are we praying based on faith he takes our junk and gives us good you know what are we thinking Are we basing our mind, renewing our mind based on the opinion of people or renewing our mind based on the mind of Christ? The Bible says uh, we have to renew our mind. The Eastern meditation says empty your mind. The Biblical meditation says fill your mind, renew your mind. And what are we saying? What words are you communicating? Are you communicating words of life? Are you communicating words that brings uh, uh, joy to one another, to yourself first? In the Bible says that the weak say I am strong. I wrote down here, it's up in the screen, you will see. Strength becomes a reality when it is declared. Now say this with me, it's up on the screen. Fear tears me down, faith builds me up. Come on, everybody, one more time. Fear tears me down, faith builds me up. Fear ties me up, faith releases me. Therefore I choose faith. God has no fear, I am in God. Therefore, I have no fear. Say this with me, God has no fear. I am in God, therefore, I have no fear. Fear paralyzes me, faith empowers me. Therefore, I choose faith. Fear puts me behind closed doors. Faith helps me to take baby steps towards my God-ordained destiny. Whatever you are going through, fearful thoughts, fearful experience, Fearful moments, I want to pray over you right now in the name of Yeshua. Whatever that fear that you have, the fear basically means false evidence appears real. Whatever that you have gone through, God is saying today, I want to help you. The resurrected power of Jesus is coming upon you. You will overcome in the name of Jesus. Number two, the resurrected power of Jesus, the resurrected life of Jesus reminds us that our life is is in the hands of God you know when Isaac was actually uh, when Eunice was uh, in a a pre-labor term pain and she was rushed to the hospital and I've said this story before and it was very challenging for all of us, and the doctors told us in less than 48 hours your child is going to be born and he's going to be a vegetable. And they asked me to sign all those things and uh, papers, and I signed it. But one thing came to my mind that day the Holy Spirit said, Fear not, I have written your son's name in the palm of my hands, and that's the word I hold on to. And we started declaring that word, and we started reminding ourselves, Fear is not going to influence us. It doesn't have the place of influence. Fear does not occupy me. I'm going to be occupied by the faith. So we started declaring. And to much of our surprise, God fulfilled his word. And today we named him Isaac. Isaac means laughter. And he lived up to his name. He completely lives up to his name. Is full of fun. Look at John chapter 10, verse 28 and 29. I give to them the gift of eternal life. They will never be lost. No one has the power to snatch them out of my hands. My father was given them to me as his gift. He is the mightiest of all and there's no one has the power to snatch them from my father's care. Say this with me. Father is the one who has everything of my life in his hand. No one can snatch my life from father's hand. It is not over until God says it's over. My, my final end goal comes, end conclusion comes from God alone not from people, not from the opinions of others, not from what we hear through the enemy and not from what the media says it's the word of God that's going to sustain us, so our life is in the palm of hand, hands of God, somebody asked Cory Tungboom, I have said this story to you she was in the midst of Nazi concentration camp and somebody asked her, you know, what is the safest place And she said, the safest place is to be in the center of God's will. Safest place does not mean it's going to be a most problem-free place. Safest place does not mean it's going to be a challenging free place. Safest place means in the midst of all this chaos and confusion, the presence of God guides you, leads you, empowers you, and takes you to the new level of intimacy with Him. Amen? That's the third one we're going to look at it. The resurrected life of Jesus enables us to trust in the sovereignty of God. Job said in uh, Job 42, he said, I, Job, repent. You know, because Job had all those questions. If you read the last few chapters of Job, Job asked so many challenges and then uh, he just kind of, Blames his life, blames the day he was born, curses the day he was born. He kind of is self, uh, you know, searching his own life. Did I mess up somewhere? Did I miss God's ways? And the three friends, they're not helping also. They are saying, maybe it's your fault. And, you know, so many condemning voices. And in the midst of all this, God's voice started to uh, come to Job. And God asked more than 60 questions the last few chapters, if you read, God asked more than 60 questions. Do you know what? Nothing is related to Job's pain and suffering. All those 60 questions, none of them is related to Job's pain and suffering. That's why Job said, I, Job, repent. You know, our life is in the sovereignty of God. This Luke chapter 1, verse 37 says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Psalms 27, 13 says, truly I will believe, I will live to see the Lord's goodness. My friends, I want to encourage to you today, this morning, your life is is in the sovereign hand of God. It's not going to be snatched by anyone. It's not going to be taken by anyone because it's God who covers you. It is God who empowers you. It is God who strengthens you. It is God who, who gives His prote- hand of protection over you. And it's 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 the words of God. It's the word of God that sustains you. Amen. So I want you to encourage this moment. This morning, you may be feeling discouraged. You may be feeling like everything going south. You know, we didn't plan this life. You know, we came to India thinking we're going to find a house. We tried, but it's all turned. I'm in my my mom's place camping around here. You know, you ask my brothers, church, if I can record this, the boys came to help record here, the brothers are somewhere, the church is scattered, the house is halfway built, so many challenges, but let me say this to you, I am not for a moment worried why because my hand you, my life your life is in the precious sovereign hand of god he's going to lead us he's going to sustain us he's going to deliver us he's going to he's going to provide for us he is our answer we don't fight answer he is our answer number four the resurrected life of jesus teaches us to live joyfully under all circumstances. Nehemiah said this when he was building the wall and he was building the wall once one hand he was building another the hand there was sword and he said this the joy of the Lord is your strength. Rejoice always. Paul said in First Thessalonians 5.16 and even in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 he says rejoice always be the joy of the Lord, be your strength, it again I say rejoice, even John 16, verse 33, Jesus said, fear not, I have overcome the world, how to be joyful in all circumstances, first thing, we cultivate a thankful heart, a thankful heart creates a joyful atmosphere, thank God, you know, we have all the reasons to complain, But you know what, we have chosen to say, God, thank you. Even though it's so crazy, still you protected, still you provided, still there is a roof on top of our head, still there is a mattress to sleep on, still there is clean water to drink, still there is electricity to record this message, still there is transportation available, still there is food on the table. God, you are amazing. You know, sometimes, I want to say this to you, many times we confuse the word inconvenience with suffering. There is not, what we are going through is not suffering what we are going through is inconvenience maybe you are going through inconvenience you are saying oh I am suffering for Jesus no 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 you are just going through inconvenience let's allow the Holy Spirit to deal with us during this inconvenience so that Christ can be glorified Amen how to have a joyful heart in all the circumstances have a thankful heart Number two, be content in what you have. Be grateful in what you have. Be thankful. Say, God, I thank you. Even though it's challenging, even though it's so beyond my normality, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm content with what you have provided. And then the number three is to practice hospitality. Share. Like this, it was Joyce Meyer or someone who said this, when you want to see your own breakthrough, rejoice in someone's breakthrough or sow into someone's breakthrough. Then you will see your own breakthrough. Now I want to encourage you my dear friends uh, that, that the resurrected life of Jesus helps us to live a joyful life in the midst of all the circumstances. Number 5, the resurrected life of Jesus gives us the boldness to share the glorious gospel. The Bible says in Acts chapter 18 verse 24 to 26 that Aquila and Priscilla. Heard the man named Apollos and they explained him and taught him the word of God. The, uh, the disciples in the book of Acts they went out boldly to share the gospel. And I want to tell you this we're not going to lose anything. Us, you know, just before we about to board our flight, they didn't allow us to board because we were not carrying our kids' old passport. Our kids' old passport are here in India, they didn't allow us to board. And we said to them, We are all our passports are there and they say no we changed the rules it was changed on february 10th so we are boarding on 16th so we don't know those rules you know in the indian government they they keep updating different different rules so for as it was a bit to catch up with all those rules so we told them like you cannot so we have to sign a declaration form I'll take responsibility and and blah 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 and if you fail you pay two thousand dollars fine per passenger so two passports you do the math so we were like Lord have mercy and finally we got the favor the chief guy came I'm giving you concession and out of courtesy you can just go just sign and go and as we have got the boarding pass and we are about to leave and Asha stopped Isaac and Asha, they stopped and asked, do you know Jesus? and uh, I was like man, let's go." and uh, she was like, do you know Jesus? and the lady in the counter like do you know Jesus? is that what you asked? yes, I know Jesus Jesus is everywhere, Jesus in every person's life, she was talking a mystic kind of Jesus and I was like, yeah, I want to, my daughter is asking, do you have a relationship with Jesus? yeah, you know and in the midst of all of these, this little girl has the audacity to ask the question. You know, sometimes we chill, we adults have to learn from the kids. We are so event-focused, we are so, we want to get there. But Jesus was like this in the John chapter 11. He know his friend died, but he stayed purposefully two more days. And he made sure that, that the, the faith is built in the hearts and minds of people. And that's what even in Acts chapter 19, verse 8, Paul, when he entered to the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. What boldness have you taken today, this week or in the coming week? What boldness are you going to take to share the kingdom of God? Amen. The resurrected life of Jesus gives us the boldness to share the glorious gospel. Two more things. The resurrected life of Jesus, number six gives us the grace to endure and overcome. James, the half-brother of Jesus, says like this in his book, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, My brethren, sisters also, count it all joy when you fall into various trails, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, that let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete lack nothing. Sometimes we too quickly give up, too quickly throw in the towel and we say it's not working, it's not convenient and I've seen people who have quit the race and I like what Heidi Baker says, you know, if we don't quit, we win and we win if we don't quit. Look at someone and say, if I don't quit, I win. I win if I don't quit. And this is the only motto for me these years. I just don't want to quit because I'm going to win. The way I'm going to win if I'm not quitting. That's the only way. It's so easy to throw in the towel. It's so easy to say it's over. It's so easy to say, man, it's not working. So easy to say, you know, I'm putting my best efforts, but still it's not going through forward, you know. But it's important to realize that God's grace is not just for you for, to overcome, but is also there for you to endure. Go through this so that you may Come out strong, you know, Some somewhere in the Bible it says God tests you so that you will come out as a perfect gold and he's, he, he only prunes for a greater measurement of his fruit produced in us. And last but not the least, the resurrected life of Jesus eagerly waits for the kingdom that is now and yet to come. Romans 8.18 says, For I consider the sufferings of this present time are unworthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. 1 Peter 5.10 says, After your brief suffering, God of all loving grace, who has given you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. My brothers and sisters, the resurrected life of Jesus helps us to eagerly wait for the kingdom. Do you know, we are not part of this world. Jesus said it very clearly. You are not of this world. You are in this world. You are not of this world. Your citizenship is not here. You are here as a passing by. You are on a transit. Whatever you are doing here is like a death reversal. a final you know show in heaven so that's why it's important that we have this kingdom perspective not to forget our earthly responsibilities but to have the kingdom perspectives and also to ask for the kingdom to come here and also looking forward to the kingdom that is yet to come my dear brothers and sisters This resurrected life of Jesus wants to empower you. This resurrected life of Jesus wants to touch you. Maybe some of you, in some areas of your life, you are like Lazarus. There is some Lazarus of you are dead. Maybe in the area of faith, you don't have faith uh, to trust God for something. That area is like Lazarus, been dead and stinky and it's been there for a long time and you are so scared to invite Jesus into those areas. This morning the Holy Spirit is saying, invite me into the places where it hurts you the most invite me into the place where others think you are uh, others, others think that uh, that you are crazy invite me to the place where you think it's dark and disgusting invite me into the place where you think those areas of my life are long dead those dead visions, those dead dreams those dead uh, you know relationships, invite me in those places, let me bring my resurrected life over you let me speak, let me breathe over you. Let me say Lazarus come out. Let me say this to you. Come out. Rise up so that the kingdom of God can be glorified in you and through you. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you maybe you are in that place and say God my dreams it's all shattered my hopes it's all shattered my thoughts are all going south my dreams has no purpose I don't know when it's going to be fulfilled and my life has no purpose in my area of relationships it has been broken I don't know what to do God is saying like Jehoshaphat, when you say I don't know what to do but my eyes are on you the resurrected power of Jesus is coming to touch you the resurrected power of Jesus is coming to administer to you the resurrected power of Jesus is coming to raise the dead Lazarus that has been buried that has been without hope that has been buried without any sorts of expectation no more you know this one thing doctors can never do they, you know I'm talking this to you preaching to your choir you can have medicines to prolong life but when the life is gone there is no medicine to cure it, but let me tell you, we have a great physician, his name is Jesus, and he is—he ruined every funeral he went, including his own. So, you know, when you invite Jesus, the resurrected power of life, every area that you thought it's dead, every area you thought it's hopeless, every area you thought has no future. Jesus is breathing. Jesus is saying, Lazarus, come out. Jesus is saying, this is my time for you to rise up because you have heard my voice. The great I am is here with us. The great I am is touching you. The great I am is ministering to you. The great I am is admonishing you. The great I am is strengthening you. The great I am and you have become a majority. Rise up my sons and daughters, don't allow the situation around you, don't allow the circumstances around you, don't allow the relationships around you, don't allow the words of people around you to cripple you down. The great I am is with you. The great I am goes before you. The great I am is in you. The great I am is going behind you. The great I am is surrounded by you. The great I am stands with you. The great I am says it is not over until I say it is over. Rise up. I don't know who I am preaching for this morning. The power of the Holy Spirit is saying today he is calling forth those dead bones to come back to life. He is calling forth those ashes to turn into beauty. He's calling forth those negative naysayers in front of those. God is preparing a table. He's anointing your head. He's strengthening you. He's filling your cup with oil. He's saying to you the goodness and mercy will follow you. Just keep following me. Just stay plugged in. Just be in the house of the Lord. Just say it, Martha, I do believe. God wants to breathe this resurrected life. Oh, Marishila Kandulama. Father, we thank you for our brothers and sisters this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will strengthen us. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us. Resurrected power of Jesus, breathe in my finances. Breathe over my relationship. Breathe over Papa house, breathe over our families breathe over our children who are walking away, bring them back, bring them back let your life shine we thank you father, we yield to your ways, we thank you and all God's people say in Jesus name, Amen, Amen God bless you guys, we love you we'll see you soon, we'll update you when going to be our in-person gathering. It's going to be soon and right now it's either Linu or Patrick will lead us in communion. Break the bread and share the love of God with one another. Shalom. We love you. Take care. Amen.